Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we're recording this over the weekend. But as of now, I know that my carbs have been shipped. Ooh. They are on the way. Well, at least I'm being told that they will ship on Monday. Okay. From Florida, which I'm guessing that means I'll have them on Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe, yeah. So I'll have those back before my car is even here, which is kind of sad, mm. a little bit sad. Do they need a rebuild or anything? Like, can you take the time to go through them? They don't need anything. Okay. They Well, theoretically, they don't need anything. Yeah. Do you, I, you should start getting like your fuel pressure regulator. It's all included. And, oh, okay. Yeah. You're I, good to go. I need, I'll probably need a fuel pump, but I'm going to see what comes with everything. Yeah. Might, the fuel pump might be in there. Uh, really, 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 really excited to get that stuff. Um, also my car, like I said, is still not done. The, the door skins that they ordered for the bottoms of the doors that are rusty, they didn't show up all week. So the entire last week was total. Just nothing, 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 nothing. No progress. No progress. No forward movement. I don't understand why this stuff takes so long. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the pandemic and everything else going on might have some factor into it. Why? I don't know, because things aren't being made. This stuff's already made. It's not like they. It's not like they put an order in. You for don't my, think it's made to order door skins? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. But I'm. I'm not getting necessarily frustrated, but I am getting just kind of impatient. impatient yeah. Just because I want it so bad. Yeah. Like I'm not sure. mad at anybody or anything. I was like just that. out for a drive yesterday. It's great, Chris. <sighs> I tell you, these old 911s. You should get one. I know. I so I uh, finished stripping my gas tank. Jesse and my that. my wonderful wife did the majority of the work. <laughs> my wife would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she definitely worked her ass off getting that gas tank. Stripped. I, I finished it off, did the rest, got it primed uh-huh. in the middle of the night last night. I saw that. It was, it was all like primed. 1 a.m. Yep, 1 a.m. I'm like, I'm going to go do this. <laughs> I don't, I don't so know. So weird. So I got that figured out. Now today when I go home uh-huh. after this, yep. I'm going to put the shoots on and the yeah. gas tank will be done and ready to be installed. Nice. That'll be really nice. I've got the gray worth shoots, the yep. proper stuff. Good stuff. Um, that's Other than that, I guess that's all the updates I have on my car. Have you been doing anything other than driving? Or yeah, driving, not you really. you your roll cage yet? I haven't gotten a roll cage <laughs> I had a couple yet. people point out that uh, the pins that we ordered yeah. that your car is in. So, yeah, it has a roll it cage. It has a roll cage, despite, which, your, despite your car not having a roll right, cage. Right, because your pin, your car was designed first, and then it was basically used to create mine. Right. And we made minor altercations. Alterations. Altercations? Well, we've had altercations, too, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but I, I forgot to remove the roll bar. So I'm like, well, better get a roll bar now. Have you found one yet? No, I I asked your friend Aaron, yep. or tried to, and haven't heard anything. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone else has a roll bar for an early car laying around, let me know. Yeah, we'll get you sorted out so you are you can live up to your pin. <laughs> 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 All right, before we get into the news for the day, what have you got for us? Yeah, head over to patreon.com slash overcrest to support the show. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to exclusive content. And we just finished recording a really cool Patreon. Yeah, you probably story. saw the trailer for that once. So we won't we don't really need to go into it, but uh, for yeah, for just $5, $10 or $25, you can support the show. You can get t-shirts, you can get prints, you can get pins, you can get other stuff that I know Jake is working on for the future. And I know that just from some of the other Patreon stuff that I know that people do, we're far more generous than other Patreon uh type things are. So sure. if you want to join up, support the show, uh, it would it's be, worth it is the bottom line. It's worth it. It, yeah. it. It'd be great to have your help. And obviously, you know, the Patreons are what keep things going on. It really is what here. keep us going. All right. So we um, have news, Chris. We do have some news. Uh, the new German. So everybody is doing economic stimulus, right? Right. Everybody's 
just shoveling money into the economy, printing Come on, money. Keep going. Yep. Just like giant shovelfuls of cash, just okay. barreling it in. And apparently, the economy here did better than it was expected to. The unemployment numbers were slightly better. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be over 20%, but it's actually 13, 13 which right. is a 50%. Yeah. Diff- I mean, that's a, that's a serious difference. Um, economy's doing great, but they're still shoveling, um, you know, giant shit shovels full of money into the economy. The new German economic stimulus, surprisingly, and it's kind of ironic. You think, well, surprisingly, it doesn't benefit combustion engines. But realistically, that is surprising considering that the huge amount of the German economy is built around cars. And, right. And the internal Aren't they kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that? Uh, you'd think. So state governments with headquarters of car manufacturers, basically, if you when they say state governments, they're talking about different regions of Germany. Sure. There's Stuttgart or Frankfurt or Wolfsburg or whatever. Okay. Or Munich. State governments with headquarters of car manufacturers proposed a government incentive of 3,000 euros for internal combustion cars and 4,000 for EVs hybrid and fuel cars with an initial thousand euros if an old polluting gasoline car is scrapped and a further one thousand euros more if an ev is bought when scrapping so it's kind of like a cash for clunkers yeah program that's what i'm reading on. into yeah. and there's a little bit of a balance between combustion engines and evs with the ev is getting a little bit more of a bump however this is not what happened um it hints at a major change in how autoland germany a little bit of this is translated autoland uh what we would call the motherland germany is viewing one of its biggest industries instead only the EV incentive is doubled from 3,000 to 6,000 euros. So you don't get anything if you have internal combustion engine. Oh, wow. So these are the things that are in this economic stimulus plan that affect cars. Let's okay. Um, EV vehicle tax exemption prolonged from 2025 to 2030. Okay. Increase of vehicle tax for CO2 and heavy vehicles. I couldn't find the amount of tax, but they're increasing taxes Jeez. on uh, if you have a combustion engine car. Decrease of electricity costs to consumers and businesses. So apparently there's just like a cost knob that they have where they just... <laughs> How they much just, does electricity cost? We'll I just, don't know. Let's just turn it up or down. Let's turn the cost down. Yeah, right. It costs the same amount to make the no. electricity no matter what. No. So I don't know where this is. This is like economic illiteracy. Um, decrease... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Support of car industry, including suppliers. Research and development of $2 billion in the next years. Um in general, this does include internal combustion engines. This is okay. like $2 billion in general. Support of fleet electrification for social NGOs worth $200 million or more. Uh, NGOs, that's just like companies like stocks. Okay. Uh, support of EV, R&D, charging infrastructure, and battery manufacturing worth 2.5 billion euros. Wow. Now, there's a plan. This is, this is a big one. Okay. okay. The plan is to require every single gas station to have charging stations. Wow, they're, they're going, going to, to re- require, and so who's paying for the installation of this? Uh, ta- German taxpayers. Okay, and probably so I don't know if the EU helps support for. this stuff or not. Um, wow. Program to electrify commercial and public bus and truck fleets, and that's one hundred one point two billion euros wow. until the end of twenty twenty one. They're going to lower the VAT from nineteen to sixteen for the second half. Uh, that's a value added tax. Yep, it's just it's like an additional sales tax. It's, the VAT is just a joke. They keep trying to bring the VAT to America, and they oh, just really? keep, yeah, keep resisting. Um, increase of EV subsidy from three thousand to six thousand. When we talked about that, um, so from a consumer standpoint, you can expect a three percentage point drop in VAT and a six thousand EV incentive. That okay. basically translates to for a Tesla Model Three standard range plus. This could lower the price after sales tax incentives from forty thousand to uh, forty thousand nine hundred ninety euros to thirty six thousand eight hundred eighty one euros, and after buying ten years of vehicle 
zero ta- vehicle tax. Yeah, zero tax as well as chargers everywhere. Wow. Um, so basically, it doesn't matter what you want. Okay. These, <laughs> you think I'm wrong. You're laughing because you know what I'm about to say. This is they're shoving it down your throat, whether you like it or not. They're certainly government. Gets, they're certainly incentivizing it, Chris. You call this incentivizing? Yeah. It's a four thousand dollar incentive with ten years of zero vehicle tax. That's an incentive. This is more like locking the internal combustion in a dark closet and saying goodbye. <laughs> I don't think that's quite quite the same. Why? Because you can still buy one. But it's not incentivized. No, that's what I said. It's just it's an incentive. That's it. Of course, you're going to make the. the the incentives are, well, we're not going to give any discounts or tax breaks or any benefits if you buy a combustion engine. Yes, you can still buy one, but you're an idiot. Well, it doesn't make financial sense to do it. So the only oh, way you, you can still, yeah, because an inter- internal combustion engine is probably still cheaper than that $36,000 Tesla, even though you're getting $4,000 off. Yeah, they're still, they're still basically controlling the market. Yeah. There's, it doesn't matter what you want. This is what government wants, so this yeah. is what we're going to do. We're going to basically regulate the... In- Regulate and incentivize, as Jake would say, to make it nice, uh, the internal combustion engine out of existence. And it's this coupled with, I think last week we talked about that crazy, ridiculous uh, EU regulation of of all the displacement changes that they're going to make. Yes. Which is completely stupid. Horsepower per displacement. And um, I had a couple of people say, well, this is the European Union. Who cares? But these are the, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. from my enthusiast perspective, these are the brands I care about. Oh, Right, these yes, Porsche, Mercedes, all these great brands are all in Germany. As they basically said with that new displacement regulation, they're just going to make different versions of engines. Then they're going to make the EU compliant version, and they're going to make rest of world. I guarantee you that they're not going to be putting as much money into developing that technology as they are into developing EV. Because look at all these regulations are. They're saying this is where the the winds of change are going. Yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is the future. These are what all the incentives are going to be. We're going to put charging stations at every single station. We're going to reduce the taxes. We're going to increase the benefits of buying one. Nobody could look at this and go, "Well, yeah, the internal combustion engine is is the future." This no, what, yeah, we well, we know that. We know that, but it's. I'm just saying this isn't a this isn't a consumer choice yet. This isn't a consumer choice where consumers are like, yeah, I'm going to choose the, this is the government saying, well, we need to find a way to make this be the consumer choice is basically what's happening. Okay. They're holding your head underwater till you go, okay, fine. I'll buy one. I no, Come on. Quit sensationalizing this. I'm not. Okay. I, I really think it, it is well, that. All right. Move, moving moving on. on. Do you know who, who does affect U.S.? If that's just European stuff, do you know what actually does affect U.S. consumers? What's that? Volkswagen is still paying for its sins. So, still. So Volkswagen Forever. settled. Forever. Yes. Volkswagen settled their U.S. criminal and civil actions stemming from the whole diesel emissions cheating scandal years ago to the tune of more than $20 billion, right? However, Jesus. the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court has just ruled that that did not shield the company from lawsuits from individual local and state governments. Okay, so now I could go... <coughs> Oh, that's Volkswagen's fault. I'm suing them. Yes. This means that individual counties, Chris, not states, counties can now sue Volkswagen over diesel emissions. So far, Utah's Salt Lake County and Florida's Hillsborough County have sued Volkswagen for causing harm to the local environments. Give me a freaking break. If these suits are successful, the potential penalties from just 
these two counties alone could be $11 billion. Just, so, so, just, just from those two. So this leads to the question, if more municipalities are allowed to follow suit, at what point does Volkswagen collapse as a company or simply refuse to operate? In okay, so states? here's the thing. This is a county level, okay? So let's say this Hillsborough County is going to sue and Volkswagen just says, sod off, you know, I'm not going to engage in your lawsuit. It, it is then up to Florida to decide whether, because um, they can just not operate in Hillsborough County. I Volkswagen can just be like, well, I'm just not going to operate there. I'm not going to do it. Oh. I wonder if the state of Florida then, Has if Hillsborough to. like kicks it up to the state of Florida, yeah. where the states are going to be the one that ends up, wow. ends up deciding. And honestly, this would be, let's say you had a Volkswagen dealership in this Hillsborough County that employs 250 people. Right. We're just going to say, well, just because. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We're just going to say goodbye to your jobs. So, yeah, the. The circuit court basically said, okay, you can try to sue Volkswagen. That's, all, that's the can, only thing. That you, can you can try. try. Okay, right. so you can try. So um, based on what? What evidence in your county are you right. able to factually see to prove. to prove it? I mean, are you taking your hand to your window that's next to your kitchen and wiping <laughs> down there and looking at it and seeing black soot? No. <laughs> so what exactly is it that we're seeing and how are you able to directly tie it? I don't know. To I the just burden of proof. Ridiculous that now individual counties and municipalities are you gotta trying get to em. sue. You got to get them. You got to get them. Gotta, they've got to they've pay for their sins. They've got to atone as if $20 billion and the entire, all the money that they lost in sales is not even counted in that $20 billion. Yeah, no. And, uh, and the resale and the crushing of all those cars was insane. That is sad, for sure. All right. So as we know, uh, it's been all over. If, if you're a Porsche fan, they have ended... Here's how the title reads. Of, okay. of, this is even the, I think this is a bad title, okay. and I'll explain why. This is even the title at the the Porsche newsroom. Porsche ends factory involvement in the U.S. Sports Car Championship. Okay, so I even asked you, I was like, "What does that actually mean?" So, what do you think it means? I don't know that they're pulling out of all sports car racing in the U.S. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to read part of the the news release, and then we can talk about how that maybe that's a little sensationalized because I think the people, even at, I at first was like, "Oh my God, this is horrible! Right. This is the worst thing ever." It could, it could be, and it could not be all at the same time. So okay. Porsche will cease its factory involvement with the 911 RSR in the GTLM class of the North American IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship mm -hmm. at the end. Of, can we please have just a smaller company invest in IMSA? <laughs> can we just like, can we just have it just be like a small name so we don't have to quit saying WeatherTech Sports Car Championship all the time? At the end of 2020, the current season will not be effective. So they're going to finish out this season. Okay. With this step. Porsche Motorsport makes a significant contribution to overcoming the economic effects that the coronavirus has had on the sports car manufacturer. So basically they're saying, hey, we're losing our ass. Okay. We need to do cuts all around. And that sure. includes um, pulling out of IMSA, basically. Sure. Um, at, as the reigning champions in the GTLM manufacturers <laughs> team and drivers classification, <laughs> Porsche currently ranks second in the championship with its American partner, uh, Core Motorsport, after the season opening uh, 24 hours of I Daytona. They, you know, we're the reigning champs, so just, we're just, just going to pull the plug. We're just going to oh, put that top. right. We're just going to put that over yep. here. It's just like when uh, like Audi and Porsche left uh, the Le Mans prototype stuff. Toyota right. came in one, and it's like, well, yeah, so. Yeah, but what? Yeah, what does that mean? It's like somebody was going to get all ready to box with Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali, and then they're alone in the ring, and they hand him the belt. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like, uh. Um, after taking an essential break for health and safety reasons, the IMSA Championship plans to resume its racing activities on the first weekend of July. The restart will be held at Daytona. Porsche Motorsport would like to bid farewell to the series by defending its title. So they're going to finish out this season. Okay. Obviously, they've got all the money invested in this season sure, already. Anyway. Right. Quote, 
The decision to halt our factory involvement in the IMSA series was not an easy one for us, emphasizes Fritz Enzinger, vice president of Porsche Motorsport. With a view to current corporate situation in connection with the coronavirus pandemic, it is only logical for Porsche Motorsport to make a contribution to coping with the economic fallout. We've openly discussed our exit with all involved. At this point, we'd like to convey our sincere thanks to Jim France and his colleagues at IMSA for their understanding. Porsche belongs in endurance racing. We will work hard to ensure that this is only temporary. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh. So I reached out to some back channels and got a little more detail on what's going on and coming in the future. Because I, I basically reached out. I said, hey, are these resources being pivoted anywhere else? Where is this right. money going to go? Um, I got a kind of an encouraging email because it says, yeah, we're going to keep on racing eventually is kind of right. what I That's get out what, of that. Yeah, I got um, that it's just temporary. While the Porsche factory program will end in IMSA at the end of the 2020 season, we will continue to compete in IMSA in 2021 and in other North American series with customer programs such as Wright Motorsports and FAF Motorsports in the GTD, cla GTD class with the 911 GT3R. We will continue in the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge using the 718 Cayman GT4 Club Sport, as well as the One Make Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Uh, once the SRO is up and running, we will see both the 911 GT3R and 718 came in GT4 Club Sport in their respective classes. So you're going to see a lot of these cars out there, maybe just not as a factory team. Right, it'll too. be all the private teams. Uh, it'll be private teams, and they're still going to support the private teams. Okay. So they're still offering supports for them. I feel like the sensational sensationalism of this is uh been a little bit high. Like everybody, they're like, oh my God, they're yeah. pulling out, it's over. Um, however, yeah, uh, I feel... And I just have this like spider sense tingling that there's there's a timeline on a wall on a chart somewhere at Porsche Motorsports mm -hmm. that shows, you know, the 911 RSR combustion engine. And then somewhere in there, you know, the new 911s have room and provision for hybrid drivetrains. You know, right. we know that. And there's this line that goes through and then they've, they've got like RSR hybrid on that line this year. With a line drawn through it, with the RSR, <laughs> where the RSR is dead, yep. and the hybrid stuff comes in. Does this bring that timeline forward? Sure. Do they spend the next year going into 2021 researching and moving that timeline ahead? That's my only concern is that we're just because we're already shifting there, right? Oh, for sure. And I don't with all their investment in Formula E and everything else. Yeah, right now, all we, the only thing Porsche's Morrisport as official capacity is involved is Formula E. That's it. Wow. They didn't. They didn't cut that. Um, and you know that you've also got the the hypercar stuff that yeah. that's going to be that's going to be coming at Le Mans. I'm sure they're going to be in on that. But that stuff doesn't still doesn't move me. Agreed. It doesn't give me goosebumps. It doesn't. I don't go. Oh, I really want to see that. Or oh man, that's you know that's a legendary car. This stuff seems so forgettable because it's all kind of it's flash a, in the pan. It's all it is, new. It's all going so fast, right? It, it's not. There's no foundation of it anywhere. Okay. Yeah. There's no. So maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road from now, you'll look back and you go, man, I remember when this that. This is cool because it has a legacy to it. There is nothing yeah. yet. There, even know. with Porsche, with their racing heritage and their motorsport heritage, the new hybrid stuff is not interesting to me because it's not, there's no foundation. It's not built on anything. And I don't want to miss out on like this last little bit that we have. This mm -hmm. last, like we're holding on to like white knuckled at like hanging onto the cliff, right? If we're just, gonna, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like this coronavirus thing is like some dude in all in black coming up and stepping on our fingers as we're like holding onto this cliff, <laughs> trying to hold on. And I, I just don't, 
I don't want it to come any sooner than it has. And I have this spider ting, spider sense tingling that this is going to move. We probably will never know if it did or not, but I feel like it's going to move everything ahead. And yeah, we're just, we're just going to get there sooner. So I hope that's not the case. Um, you know, it sucks that, you know, I also did call a couple drivers, okay. some factory drivers, and nobody really wanted to comment in any official capacity. Sure. But the feeling was, man, there's so many people that I am friends with and that I love. They're going to be out of a job. I like suppose, mechanics these, and team these principals teams and, are massive. and drivers. These All these people are just not going to be working. And wow. that was, I got that, that same sentiment from two different people. Wow. And so it's, it's, part of it's it always think important about. to think about the human aspect of this. Yes, we're super sad that our cool cars that sound great aren't going to be driving around. <laughs> but there's also some really, you know, really cool mechanics and drivers that are just going to be, you know, stuck, you know, maybe trying to get a, uh, a ride at a privateer team or just get another spot. But there's not enough spots for everybody. So there's going to be some people at our work. And that's always important to remember than sad. Yeah. So speaking of sad things that come from electrification, the next BMW M5 is reportedly getting a thousand plus horsepower electric motor. <laughs> is that how you feel about that? Next story. What? No, I'm kidding. I just like BMW, so, man. I know. So BMW is almost ready to show us an updated version of the current F90 chassis M5, but they're already revealing the first details on the next generation M5. So BMW's next M5 will arrive in 2024. And for the Which, guys, it's only like three and a half years from now. So Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, not, it's that not that far. far it seems to, like far because it's like, oh, the 2024, that's forever. That's not, it's like three years. Even 2021 seems like the future. Like, that's way out there, Chris. Yeah, well, we may, how 2020 has been going. We may, <laughs> we may we, not we, get we there. Not get, we may not even get there. <laughs> All right, so 2024, and for the first time in the nameplates, history offer two powertrain types, okay? So you have an M5, and you can choose between your two powertrains. One will reportedly be a plug-in hybrid, and the other completely battery electric, positioned as the range topper. So that's the one. The battery electric M5, that's the one. It'll reportedly feature three electric motors, two at the rear and one at the front, for a combined 1,006 horsepower. I, of I, course... I, this only continues the trend of the M5 to pipe in well, we fake know, engine sounds. No, we know Hans Zimmer was hired to make the noises for the cars. Right. So it'll, it'll sound like it'll sound like something just like the Taycan has a sound, like it has. An I know, but the sound. joke, Chris, is when they moved from the uh, V10 to the twin turbo yeah, they, V8 in the M5, they basically played fake engine noises, which this will do as again. Well. This is inevitable. I know. It's the way it is. I know. And this is me talking with my head being held underwater. Exactly. It's the the problem is is that let's say combustion engines weren't performing very well, and we were getting like 280 horsepower out of it. it We were were at the limit. We were at the limit, and something else came around. Because once you have 500 horsepower, 480 horsepower, whatever the old M, the current M5 has with whatever, uh, whatever output it's making, you don't really need more than that. 600 horsepower is what we'll talk about. The new Mercedes AMG SUV has 600 horsepower. Right. You don't really, you don't need more than that. No. So a thousand horsepower, the number doesn't matter to me. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, I, I don't yeah. care. It, it's irrelevant. I don't care. It doesn't make it cooler to me. That's what they're trying to do, right? Oh, yeah. They're trying to be like, yeah, we're going to make this thing electric. But guess what, guys? It's got a thousand horsepower, man. <laughs> I mean, you can get your latte faster than ever before. True. You know, you'll never be late 
for a, dispos- a deposition if you've got a thousand horsepower. <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. You yeah. do- it's just too much. It's not you. I, you I can't use it. it here. The hybrid, the lower range new M5, still has like 750 horsepower. None of it is actually usable till you're going like 100 miles an hour already. The computer turns it way down because oh, you'll never be able to. you can't get traction. Yeah, unless you're putting a snowmobile drivetrain in the back with a huge tread across <laughs> the back, you're not putting down a thousand horsepower in a streetcar. Probably not. You're just, you're, you're not. You're not. Yeah. So what are we doing? What is this know. extra horsepower for except to make people go, oh, it's got a thousand horsepower. Great. It's got more than a Hellcat. Great. I mean, not that those are in the same world, but we're just jacking up these horsepower numbers for marketing. Oh, yeah. That's has what, been for a while. That's what the M stands so, for anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chris, the CDC tells us what you and I have been saying all along. Yeah, we talked about this the Avoid other week. Avoid the bus. So in a new publication titled COVID-19 Employer Information for Office Buildings. <laughs> that sounds pretty dry. Oh, I can imagine that's a good read. The Centers for Disease Control have recommended private vehicle usage over public transportation. Which, again, is no big surprise. The paper goes so far, though, to suggest that employers should help pay for parking for those people who drive their own vehicle rather than taking public transit. So they're basically trying to incentivize people to drive their own car. Drive your car where you can have a, especially if you have a Tesla, you can have some super Tesla microbiobial HEPA filter. What did they call that thing? I forget the mode. I don't know, like apocalypse mode is probably what it's called. It was something like that. Yeah, well, it's it's true. Okay. I mean, who wants to get crammed in a subway car and have people go <laughs> all over you? Yeah, not me. So last week, Chris, we reported that rumors were circling that Dodge would give the Challenger their ACR, American Club Racer, treatment, right? Well, according to a spokesperson from Dodge, that's not happening. Yeah, so way for all par, whatever the, comp- whatever the news. Exactly, yeah. So uh, it's honestly not surprising. The Challenger is massively capable in a straight line, as we know, as evidenced by the Hellcat and Demon, but it would take a ton of work to get this antiquated behemoth of a chassis to corner on a track. I like was surprised Viper. when they said it. I was like, I know, well, we were okay. like, wow, I don't know how you're going to do that. So as AutoWeek put it, quote, Dodge slammed the door on that idea pretty convincingly. Well, that's sad. It would have been, well, maybe this leaves room for a Viper. Sure. Let's just do a Viper then. You know it would come back all electric. So AMG <laughs> stuff is still super duper fast. And I saw this article and I was like, oh, this will be cool to cover. We'll talk about this. Uh, the 2021 Mercedes AMG GLS 63 three-row SUV can beat a C7 Corvette to 60 miles an hour. Why? Because it has 600 horsepower. And uh, it says... 603 horsepower extended family friendly <laughs> like why do those why do those two things need you to go have it all luxurious interior trappings you know that you're an asshole when oh, your car has trappings i don't even know what that means Chris. it's, uh, it's like finishings like, but it's trappings. and you kind of go, go back to like when you trap like beavers and stuff for their pelts yes probably Is that what trappings yeah, it's are gotta, it's got it's got to be like leather the trappings the reason uh i wanted to mention this as i look back on it is you kind of go, well, this is what we get now. Okay, well, I, we have to. So do I go, okay, well, this is cool because it's not a 1,000 horsepower electric M5. Do sure. I? Am I co- now forced to compare the, the lesser of two evils? <laughs> like what's, remember the cool wall on Top Gear? Yeah. Where you had the cool, like you had Sub-Zero and then yeah. you had like on fire. Imagine clearing that board completely. And we're only doing new cars from here on out. Because it's relative, isn't because it? Because it's all relative. So now I feel like I have this weird Munchausen syndrome. 
which is basically I I feel like I'm being held hostage now. Right. You know, I, I kind of just I'm I kind of just like this 600 horsepower <laughs> thing because because what's the alternative? The alternative is a is a 700 horsepower electric car. So of course I'm gonna like right. I'm gonna like this this uh, 600 horsepower Mercedes thing because it's closer to what I like, even though it's not what I actually like, and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is the me whining about the future episode again, but no, I'm uh, just trying to figure out if Munchausen syndrome is actually what you meant to say rather than the one where you're held hostage. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's yeah. Stockholm syndrome is what you meant. I did mean Munchausen syndrome, which is a mental health problem, which a caregiver makes up or causes an illness or injury in a person under his or her care. Okay, but so, Stockholm Syndrome is a condition which hostages develop a psychological alliance with their captors during captivity. I think it's a little bit of both. It is. Yeah, it is a little we're bit of both. We're under captivity. From, yeah, we're under captivity. My head is being held underwater yes. by all of this. All right. Well, regardless, we have some other news. The jig may be up for Carlos Gosen. So is he going to climb back in another cello case or what's going what's <laughs> so to do? Carlos Gosen, as we know, was long regarded as one of the titans of the global auto industry. We talked about him a little bit. He did in the Mitsubishi episode. Yep, we talked about. Yep. Him. He basically saved Mitsubishi. He saved Nissan, injected a ton of capital. However, he was recently indicted for financial crimes in Nissan and famously fled house arrest in Japan by stuffing himself in a box. <laughs> he is currently hiding out in his home country of Lebanon. Which is what's f- funny is that he was in a cello box for like a a Yamaha cello box, and Yamaha actually had a statement that says, <laughs> "Yeah, don't. This is not a safe way to travel." That's how sad society is right now. That corporate entities have to say, "Hey, don't, don't ship do yourself this. in a box via FedEx." <laughs> so stupid. So he's currently in Lebanon, which is his home country, but he kind of chose poorly because Lebanon is in a huge financial crisis of its own. So much so that government officials have begun negotiations with a $10 billion bailout from the International Monetary Fund. So basically, we're not going to give you this $10 billion unless you send Carlos Gosen back to Japan. Exactly. So Japan, as it turns out, is one of the fund's primary contributors. And as such, Japan has recognized this opportunity. Quote, for Japan to agree on the bailout, we want the Lebanese authorities to extradite Gosen. Otherwise, they, we provide... Otherwise, we will not provide Lebanon with financial assistance. Simple rest, as that. Rest in peace, Carlos Gosen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dude is not worth $10 billion. Yeah, no, this probably not. not worth it.